Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Mayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White and Melanie Mayer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's Life Tips show. We are excited to have on today's show, Hale Dwaskin, who is the founder of, founder of the Sedona Method, and he's also the best-selling author of um, the Sedona Method Secrets, and most of you may know him from the movie, The Secret, but before we even get to Hale, I'm here to welcome Byron. How are you, Byron? Melanie, how are you? Forget about me. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very excited to, about this show because I think the general theme of today's show is happiness. How do you achieve it? Can you achieve it? And before we brought our guest on today to learn a great deal from him about how the, his vast experience is, is helping uh, people uh, become happier, and he's, of course, uh, taught and trained and, and been a mentor for thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, through his research and his books and his uh, study of the Sedona Method, which was actually invented by Lester Levinson. I think he was the original inspiration that created the Sedona Method from my uh, research on, on today's show. But, but I think the general theme here is happiness. Um, now, i got a couple questions for you. I'd like to use you today, Melanie, oh, as our specimen <laughs> prior to... Um, if you're going to ask me if I'm happy, you're opening up a whole can of worms by but really, it's not so much if you are, quote, happy, but the discussion of the happiness. I'm going to ask you some of the same questions that I, that I want to ask uh, uh, Hale today, uh, and that is the following. Do you think it is possible to, if you will, program more happiness into your life? What you yourself you program? What do you mean by program? Well, you know, like remember the it? Sedona method is sort of a program, right? Right. You know, it, it's like a it's, method by which you quote achieve more happiness in your right. life or your career. You know, do you think it's possible to to you know somehow have a programmed method by which you all of a sudden achieve more happiness? What's your take on that? I think it's possible. Certainly, like anything else we've talked about on the show, when it comes to personal well-being, it's, it's personality dependent, you know? I mean, you look at some people, I mean, this is why people go to therapy, Byron, you know, it's, it's a very regimented, strict routine that they're put on to try to help them on a better path to life. So, yes, I think it's absolutely possible to program it. Now, what is your, what is happiness to you? And I want to read you the definition which I've prepared for here. Thoughts by Byron White. <laughs> what is your, you know, when we look up definition, you know, in 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 the uh, in the uh, dictionary here, um, and I'm using the Oxford Dictionary, even though I would I went to Cambridge University, I'm going to stoop down <laughs> the dictionary uh, that I have. I'm a Cambridge man, not an Oxford man, but. Moving right along, the, uh, the, the, some of the initial uh, definitions here, and there are uh, several of them, but one is, you know, feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Fortunate, you know, characterized by happiness. I hate it when they use happiness, by the way, in the definition of happiness. Don't you hate that? It's kind of redundant, but okay. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, inclined to use excessively or at random. Not sure what that means, a colloquial um, 
happy event, a birth of a child, happy families, a card game or an object, which is to acquire four members of the same family, happy-go-lucky, cheerfully casual. You get the idea, but the number one definition here is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think of what is happiness, I don't think of it as a feeling. I think of it as showing the actual display of the act of happiness. I think of laughter. A smile of laughter is an expression of that happiness. Yeah. So, so when you say what is happiness, you know, maybe we want to ask what is the expression, what is the most appropriate expression that you find in happiness, um, and, and how does that expression actually connect with what happiness is, okay? Okay. So happiness is, let's say, a feeling of being happy. We then have an expression of, of that feeling, right? Right. Which is a smile or a laugh. Yep. Do the two go hand in hand? Do you have to have one as well as the other? Do you have to have the feeling in order to have the expression? Yes. No. People mask behind their expressions all the time. So when we say that we want to achieve more happiness, is it that we want to achieve more of the feeling or more of the expression? Uh, I would guess if we took a survey of 100 people, it would be 99.9% the feeling, not the expression. When you, when you laugh at something, how much of your laughing is fake laughing versus real laughing? There is, I, I will be honest with you, there is nothing I love more than a great laugh. So it's not fake. If somebody can make, you know, if we, even, even little things, like even, you know, everyone knows our, our wonderful editorial team, Stephanie and Jennifer, who constantly make me laugh throughout the day just by sending little, little funny sentences along or telling me a funny story from last night, or getting us up to speed on the latest gossip. That stuff is hilarious, Mm -hmm. and it breaks up your day, you know? It keeps the monotony away by making you laugh and appreciate the people that are sitting right outside your glass door. Hmm. And and what's your take on on the following? How long, and I can't wait to ask this question, but how long can the feeling of happiness be sustained? Well, shouldn't it be forever? Can it be forever? Can someone be happy all the time? Why not? Wouldn't that well, make a great world? I mean, if you know, if you have crisis or emergency, or you know, um, sure, bad things I mean, happen I, you know, to you from the outside world. So, but but I'm interested to see if if you can if if you believe. I think it's an ha- innate sense. Are you innately happy all the time? Aside from you know natural disasters and unfortunate family situations that you can't control and that are beyond your control. So maybe the more appropriate question is, are you happy with the things that you can control in your life? Well, that's interesting. How's that? How's that? That's a nice spin around. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about happiness in the workplace. Always a good subject for you or I. Oh, well, interesting. You should mention that because I actually found the three tips from Mr. Hale Droskin to make it much easier to work with difficult people. Would you like and to know them? I certainly would. Tip number one, let go of reactions. Maybe the difficult person at work belittles other contributions. Perhaps he spreads rumors. But by letting go, you let go of those difficult people. And you can deal with an intolerable situation, he says. Tip two, focus on the good things. It's easy to focus on negative aspects of the job. But how about giving some attention to the good things while feeling frustrated? That's the time to make a gratitude list of things to be thankful for about the job. I think that's an amazing little tip. When you get frustrated, sit down and make a list of the things that you're happy with in your job. Now, the unfortunate side is for the person who can't come up with anything for that list. 
but then it's time to go to a career coach and get some information. And then tip number three, take matters into your own hands. Part of what makes working with a difficult person who's quite frankly difficult is the helplessness that it can evoke. It might even be feeling trapped into working with this person, so get rid of that helplessness by first releasing it. And of course, at that point, he takes you to the Sedona method and we have a big you know, pitch. But nonetheless, those are his three tips for working with difficult people. Now, granted, nobody here at Life Tips is difficult to work with, but I'm sure that you've had a job in the past that you've dealt with difficult people. Because I, I, I know I'm not. I don't have many instances in my career path of dealing with difficult people. Maybe I'm somehow blessed or have worked for great companies or whatever it is. But, I mean, certainly challenging, but, but difficult is, is... Reason tends to prevail, don't you think, in the workplace? Yeah. I don't know, because I look at things you like... You don't you stay know, around much very, for very long unless you have an ability to eventually grasp reason? Is difficult the same as challenging, though, when you're dealing with a workplace situation? You know, let's couldn't move. that person... Couldn't that be construed as the same thing? Let's, let's shift to another question that I want to ask, and that's, that's the correlation of happiness and money. Do you think there is one? I think that's a hard question. I mean, would you be happy if you didn't have any money and you were living on the streets? Probably not. But what about do you need the, to be a millionaire? Probably not. I was interested in the correlation of 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 disposable income and happiness, and and what what the what the chart looks like. Mm-hmm. So you know, as you're migrating on in your life, you you're you're moving up in in the hierarchy of your titles and careers. You're making more money. You seem to be happy. You're progressing. Mind you, there's more stress and there's more issues, but you know, you're also making more money. Now, do those lines actually intersect at some point and? Your happiness, you know, begins to fall downward, even though your income might be going upward. Well, I guess that's an interesting that's an interesting question, and it depends again on how you look at it. Some people who love their careers and love their jobs and are on a path to success with that particular career will make more money because they've leveraged themselves to a different place in their career, and their career makes them happy. Make sense? Indeed. And then there are other people who are unfortunately stuck in a dead-end job. I mean, for me, that's sort of the corporate life, if you will. You know, there are people who will constantly do the same thing at their same desk, at their same cube, in their same office, and they're on the one-year one review, and they just keep getting money every year because that's corporate policy, and, and so be it. It doesn't make them any happier. It just gives them a little bit more cash to do something with. We're going to learn some good answers in, in a few minutes, but I want to go back to, to this original question I have with regards to programming happiness. Mm-hmm. So in the web world, to sort of relate to, to the way webmasters are approaching the web, um, I think you'll find this interesting in, in whether we can, we, can, we can apply what's happening on the web to, to, to personality and to achieving happiness from an individual perspective. So in the web world, you know, it's all about you know multivariate testing. That's really what's hot right now. You know, companies like companies like Offermatica and Optimost are are creating wonderful means by which to have variable uh, uh, calls to action and uh, imagery. You know, sections of their website that can be tested with 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 readers and users of of a website. And those can be scrambled in a formula that actually maximizes the conversion percentages based upon what's visibly displayed on a page. So when user one comes to a page, you know, comes to a website, they might see A, C, and D on the page as, as the content on the page. Right. But when another user comes to a website, they see B, F, and, and, and X. So you can have multi-variations of what's displayed on a page. And the question is, who signs up? Who buys something? Who who 
who uh, you know is 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 following the path of the on the of the call to action. So you maximize the the uh, the, the the system. It becomes more efficient. Now, it seems to me over time we've had a lot of smart uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, thinkers, philosophers that have tried to you know maximize the efficiency of of the ability to deal with emotional changes and 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 chemistry of the brain shall we say mm-hmm. um and no one's really you know figured out how to alter your habits right or control your emotional responses or follow a path of happiness like ants mar- ants marching down a path and 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 reach the pinnacle of of happiness right you know so can you program happiness that's my question for you and and what are your thoughts on that wow <laughs> i you know yes I, or I, no <laughs> how about that i just i don't think you can program happiness byron mm. i i just you know i think to force for me when you say program and and you know you and i this is one of the the best things about the show is that we always tend to disagree on on some of the most um I don't know, influential terms. <laughs> no, but I, I think to force a habit on somebody does not make them happy. Mm. So is, is there a roadmap, you know, to this sort of Well, I mean there's always things you do, you know, like there are things that I do on a daily basis freedom? that I'm like, you know, these are things that I do in my day that just sort of calm me and put me on a little happier path. So yeah. You know, I think we all have those things. Take a deep breath, go for, you know, walking to work in the morning makes me happy. You know, you just sort of take it all in. Having a glass of wine at night makes me happy. You know, just relax. And it's it's just, it's, or even when, you know, you get frustrated at work, taking a deep breath, closing your eyes and counting back from 10, totally can reframe the situation so that you you just moved from mad and frustrated to being able to deal with something and put it on a better path. Mm-hmm. Is that pro? programmable? I don't think so. I think it's just one person's way of maintaining stability. In this journey that you've been through in your life, you know, the long, long journey that it's been, (laughs) what do you think has has made you um, make decisions on your your happiness and well-being? Mistakes or uh, baptism by fire or uh, feeling reward around you, acclimation in your career, you know what? What, I have what, no what, idea. what funnels that ball down from down from left turns to right turns, and you know if there's a fork at every turn, what is what has brought you to where you are right now? You know, you, it's it's like you've always heard: you lead with your head, not your heart. You know. But at the same time, you have to listen to, you know, you, you listen to what's going on. When, you, when a decision presents itself, you go right or you go left. So I've always, I've, you know, I've, I've always gone the intellectual route, usually. You know, I, I went to school as a finance major because it was a smart thing to do. But I ended up with a master's degree in journalism because it's what I love to do. See what I mean? You know, you just, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's kind of, tri- I think it's a trial and error thing. You know, for me, it's, it's baptism by fire. And you know what I think it is, too, Byron? I think you look around at other people that are very important in your life, and you see what makes them happy, and you see what doesn't make them happy. Mm-hmm. And you the begin environment to, you're surrounded by, yeah. You, 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 right. You begin to take in your own environment and the environment of others and say, you know, this is something that I never want to have to deal with. So you, in the back of your head, make a mental note. Well, well 
Let's take a break, and we're back with our guests to get some professional answers from these challenging questions. But this has been a fascinating discussion with you, Melanie, and getting inside your head. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if we can bring any keen insight into into analyzing into the, your into situation. Into the thoughts in my head. That's going to be a challenge. Okay. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best that I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Want traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit SearchAdNetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new Fangle Plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our Performance Rewards Program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy you'll be squealing like a pig. And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About one hundred fifty grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by Rent.com and Shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 the master of your domain. Literally, probably ninety days after buying it uh, for eighty thousand dollars, Interbrew bought it for seven million dollars. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for three point four million. It was the most valuable asset that they had. Six million dollars or ten million dollars on a domain name. When we sold Autos.com for two point two million dollars, people thought it was nuts too. <laughs> domain masters. Only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. 
And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Melanie Mayer, and um, I am back with Byron White, and we are happy to introduce Hale Dowskin. Hale, welcome to the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, Oh, it's our pleasure. We are excited to have you here. Just a quick, quick introduction of you. A native, you are a native of New Yorker, which I'm very proud to say. And you also now reside in Sedona, which is absolutely beautiful. Just got back from Sedona in April. Hale is the best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, and one of the 24 teachers featured in the film and book phenomenon, The Secret, and also the author of The Sedona Method. We are excited to have Hale on the show today. Now, I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen in, but my co-host philosopher, Byron White, has some tough questions for you today. That's so I'm looking funny. forward to the two of you going <laughs> at it. Are you ready? I, I just got on the line, so I haven't listened in, but go Well, for then it. you're in for a treat. Oh, good. Because, Byron, are you there? I'm here. Byron is a philosophy major. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. And... Well, Don't. yeah, thank you. perfect segue in. Um, uh, the, the questioning of life is, is uh, what I've spent a good part of my life doing. Great. <laughs> uh, and uh, partly because my dad is, is currently a professor of philosophy at the University of Maine. My mom's an artist. I grew up in a very artsy family where we questioned our feelings all the time. So uh, without further ado, tell us a little bit about the Sedona Method. And we may have some listeners on the line that are not quite as familiar with the great work that uh, that has been done over the years, and Lester Levinson, of course, the man who inspired the creation of the Sedona Method. So just give us a brief background of your sure. connection to the Sedona Method. Uh, I'll start Sedona with Method. talking what about Lester, and then I'll say a little bit about what the process is, is about. So the process was inspired by a man named Lester Levinson, as you mentioned. He was a physicist engineer who, at age 42, in 1952... Uh, was sent home to die from a second coronary. The doctors literally thought he only had weeks to live. And being a physicist engineer, rather than give up, he decided to go back to the web within himself. And he started a process of questioning. Interesting, you should mention questions. A uh, process of self-inquiry. And what he discovered as he dug inside is that what we are is whole, complete, and perfect as it is. And the only thing preventing us from experiencing that moment-to-moment is our concepts and beliefs and sense of limitation that we focus on instead or appears to be covering over this perfection that we are. And when he discovered that, he also discovered that we have a natural ability to simply discharge or let go of this programming or these beliefs or these limitations that we're carrying from the past. And once he discovered that, he started a process of literally unraveling his past and his suffering and his limitation. And in three months, he unraveled it all. And he entered a state of profound peacefulness. Actually, he didn't really enter the state of profound peacefulness. He uncovered the peace that we all are, naturally at our core. And he lived that peace 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for another 42 years after the doctors said, you're done. And what he did after that is this discovery was such a profound shift for him. It was like a 180-degree turn. He decided to dedicate the rest of his life to simply sharing what he had discovered with others. And he went about talking about what he had discovered and trying to come up, come up, 
up with ways to share it in a way that would be useful to other people. And he experimented with different processes and ways of working with people in small groups in a one-to-one basis for about another uh, 20 years. And then in the early 70s, he developed it uh, with the help, he actually co-created it with the help of some of his uh, most advanced students into a system that we now call the Sedona Method. And the Sedona method is a simple, powerful, easy-to-learn, and easy-to-duplicate technique that shows you how to tap this natural ability that we all have that Wester stumbled upon and how to harness it in a way that you can discharge or let go of all the sense of limitation that you carry, and you can also create whatever you choose in the moment. So he, uh, I met Wester back in 1976, uh, at a seminar I had actually organized for another seminar leader, and I was deeply moved by who he was as a human being and the obvious sense of peace that he radiated. And he didn't say much about his course, just that you sat around the table and let go or released, and I had no idea what he was talking about. This was 1976. I had visions of beating pillows. Luckily, it had nothing to do with that. And... Uh, when I took the course, I was so deeply moved by it. Before the course was over, I realized that this is what I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to. That was 1976. Uh, it's now 31 years later, and my life is still centered around teaching, sharing, and exploring, and and uh, in enlivening uh, this process and taking it deeper. And that's what continues to happen. Uh, Lester turned all his copyrights over to me before he died in 1994. Uh, in the early 90s, he was preparing to leave, and he gave me the charge of continuing to share it and also improve it. And it's changed, uh, it's improved and changed dramatically uh, since the early 90s. And now it's being taught in, in across the globe through books and audio programs and seminars. And uh, it just really is a powerful way of transforming everything that you experience. Now, I have lots of questions, including the uh, the, uh, the the pounding of the pillows, but we'll come back to that. Um, tell me a little bit. You know, it seems to me that, that that happiness and inner happiness seems to be the the, the fundamental uh, you know key, if you will, to, to the Sedona method mm-hmm. um, and and the the goals, if you will, of, of accomplishing accomplishing this, but. Do you feel that that happiness is something that you can program? No. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to happiness. Uh, happiness is your basic nature. It's not something you get from, from a- anything external, including external things like changing your mind or programming your mind with positive thoughts. And it also doesn't come from more money or better relationships or... Uh, or better health, happiness is who you are. It's it's what is at the core of every human being living on the planet today. Now, it isn't what most people experience. Most people experience a tremendous amount of suffering because they identify as the ones who's going through these experiences. We actually think there's a personal self-center at the core of all our problems. And one of the things that the Sedona Method does is it shows you how to discover that that's a lie. There is no personal self-center. There never was. And as you discover this from your direct experience, your own knowingness takes takes on a life of its own, and and then you live life 
joyously and intuitively. And at the same time, it gets much easier to create all the toys. Uh, you don't have to give up the toys to discover your, this happiness that you are seeking in all the wrong places. Uh, the happier you are, the easier it is to have the perfect relationship. The easier it is to have the focus required to be successful in business. The easier it is to take the appropriate action to to support your health and also to support the natural hearing process of the body so that often you don't get sick. So uh, basically, as you let go and discover your true nature, everything else is added unto you. Now... So when when I meet somebody that's that's seemingly not happy and is even angry and, and is frustrated almost all of the time, they just seem they're they're sort of an angry person, mm-hmm. uh, angry with life. Are they simply out of adjustment? Is that what you're contending? Well, no, no, no. Well, first of all, anger is just one of the emotions that we struggle with. What happens is emotions are simply just energy in motion. And But what happens is we resist them, we judge them, we try not to have them, we try to get rid of them, we suppress them, or, or we may even express them. But none of that does anything to deal with the underlying cause of the emotion, or the, uh, none of that actually gets rid of it. What you do with the Sedona method is you actually discover that your feelings or emotions are just emotions, whether they be apathy or grief or fear or frustration or anxiety or anger or all the other emotions that get in the way of, of you simply allowing yourself to be that which you already are. When you discover that those, those emotions or feelings are not you, they're not facts, and you can let them go, you start doing it. You start letting go of the anger and the frustration. You start letting go of the fear and the anxiety. You start letting go of the depressed feelings or anything else that's causing you suffering. And what you're left with is, again, this peace or or happiness that is what you are now, that you don't grow into the, the, the understanding of your true nature. You're simply uncovering it by stopping distracting yourself. So the fact that there's an anger feeling or a grief feeling or a fear feeling doesn't mean anything about you because it isn't who you are. Uh, it doesn't even mean you're out of adjustment. It just means that these feelings are coming up and if you're not identifying with them, they simply come up and disappear. If you are identifying with them and creating whole stories about them, then then you suffer. Gotcha. So so you're not really denying that you're going to react, your body's going to naturally react in, in a way. You're just trying to, the method, if you will, is trying to sustain the ability to overcome the initial reactions of those feelings. Is that correct? Actually, you're not trying to overcome the reaction even. What you're doing is you're just simply letting the reaction dissolve. You're letting it go. Most of us are trying to overcome life all the time, and that's why life always feels like it's overcoming us. There is the same power that that grows the trees and turns the planet is also shining through those eyes, and it's the same power that gives life to the thoughts, but it isn't the thoughts. It simply gives life to them, gives life to the emotions, too, and that power is whole, complete, and perfect as it is. It's all knowingness. It's all presence. It's all power, and that is naturally taking care of everything. We just kind of get in the way. So what happens as you use this process, as you let go, is you discover this from your first-hand experience, and life reflects that. 
you get along better with people. You get along better with yourself. You make better business decisions. You make better health decisions. And you're much more fun to relate to, so you have much better relationships as well. Do you do you worry that your methods could be modifying the the wonderfully distinguishing personality characteristics of people and kind of melt well, down I, those actually characteristics? Actually, what I found is the the persona, the core persona, doesn't change. What changes is all the suffering we've attached to it. So you know, I know I know people have been using this process for thirty years, and they still have the same core persona they had when I first met them. The only difference is they're not taking it so seriously. They're not lost in the story about it. They're enjoying life moment to moment. And the, the, the value and the benefit and uniqueness in their core persona doesn't disappear. It's just the suffering does. So the you, only thing you lose as you engage in the Sedona method is your suffering. And if you're really attached to your suffering, then run for the hills. But if you're open to being free of suffering, then this is something that will really help. So do you do you aim this method at people that are feeling deep angst and suffering, if you will? No, no. Uh, actually, we have we have several different types of people who are attracted to to doing this work. There, there are mainly, I think, three categories. The first ones are people whose lives are great, but they want more. They want to have more money, better relationships, better health, and they're not necessarily in a great suffering, but they, they simply want to do better in life. They want to improve their lives. Then there's also the group that you mentioned that is experiencing trauma or suffering in this moment, and they want to get rid of it. And then the third group is people who are no longer really that interested in simply improving their lives. They want to discover their true nature and the truth of their, their existence. They want to answer some of life's core questions. And those people also really uh, rock to what we do or really enjoy what we do because whether you're struggling to make ends meet, whether you're already really successful, or whether you're no longer concerned with success but giving back to the planet or simply discovering your true nature, letting go contributes to that. It helps that. It enables that. It provides the platform for you to enjoy what you're doing more and get more out of it and for you to be more fully engaged in life. Now, if, if, if I'm a perpetually happy person that's very content with life, it, it, should I bother buying the Sedona Method in your books and, and, and attend your seminars and classes? Well, if you're already content with life, mm-hmm. probably you don't need any kind of self-help. Uh, but there's very few people on the planet that I've met that are truly contented. Most people have some areas where they're feeling really content and other areas where they're feeling some uh, turmoil, angst, or some areas that they simply want to improve. You know, and I'm friends with a lot of the, the, the leaders in the self-help and spiritual community, and they're no exception. And that's part of the reason it's interesting. The Sedona Method is a tool that's not only used by you and me, but it's used by the leaders in the consciousness field because it really helps them, even if they've already done a tremendous amount of work on themselves, and they're already teaching hundreds of thousands and millions of people themselves. They, they come to me when they have issues they want to uh, work through quickly and easily. So the Sedona Method is certainly, if you have everything you want in life and you're totally content and happy, then then, of course, you don't need to read a self-help book or, or attend a self-help program or listen to an audio program. 
But if there's any sense of incompleteness, if there's any sense of wanting more, if there's any sense of suffering or discontent, then then this tool is extremely powerful. It's a way that you can learn to let go and just be more content and at ease with whatever life brings you, and at the same time be more effective. Let's take a little break, and we'll be back with some more tough questions for you. This is really fascinating. Thanks for joining us. Back in oh, just a few my minutes. My pleasure. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com. Today. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Start your engine. Okay, well, how do I get my engine started? <laughs> Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With Engine Ready, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. Engine Ready strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with Engine Ready, the professional standard in search marketing. Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. Katie Kempner. Katie, 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 Katie Kempner. May I have Katie your Kempner. attention, please? Katie, 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 Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie, 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 Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. What the the hook, the hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing and doing and doing. People in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries. So what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is, join me each week, 2 o'clock on Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Intersection of advertising and PR. Katie, yes, I'm the real Katie. Katie, are you on the slim Katie? So just demonstrating support the real slim Katie. Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Cause I'm slim Katie. Yes, I'm the real Katie. Are you on the slim Katie? So just demonstrating support the real slim Katie. Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Right here. Right here. Right here. Katie, Katie. Right here, right here, right here, on webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. 
And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. It's Melanie. Welcome back to today's Life Tip show. Byron and I are having a fascinating discussion with Hale Duskin, the founder of the Sedona Method and featured teacher in the number one blockbuster best-selling book and movie, The Secret. Welcome back, Hale. Thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. Oh, thank you. I'm having fun, too. Hey, listen, before I forget, uh, can you guys, uh, or I'd just like to mention uh, that we're giving away a free DVD and CD on our site for people who want to delve a little further into this. People and, love free things. All right. So all people need to do is go to Sedona, S-E-D-O-N-A, just like the town, dot com. So Sedona.com has information on uh, this free DVD and CD. We have a free newsletter. Uh, we also have lots of informative articles and lots of cool stuff. And so all people need to do, if they want to find out more about what we've been talking about, is go to Sedona.com. Absolutely, and we'll make sure to mention that again at the end of the show. Let's get back to some questions quickly um, as sure. we to wrap things up in a little bit. One of the things that you talked about with Byron, and, and something that Byron and I also talked about earlier is your programs. Um, you said one of the first programs at the Sedona Method are for people who are happy. They come to you because they want more money, they want career advancement, right. they, they, they're already innately happy with themselves, they just want more. Right. Byron and I were talking earlier about sort of the connection between money and happiness, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Is there a connection between the materialistic things in our life and our innate happiness? <laughs> I wish there was. <laughs> if there was, the United States would be a happy ca- uh, country. There, one in five people wouldn't be on some psychoactive prescription drug. <laughs> We're, well, but we're like you said, your first program are for people planet, who are already are, happy. They're just looking for most, more. So what, you know, what's that more? What's what more? Well, here's the thing. More is actually just an addiction. Uh, most of us, if we started allowing ourselves to, to be present with what's here now, then we can enjoy what we already have. That doesn't mean you can't have more. I mean, I, I get whatever I want. Uh, because I have the ability to create anything I choose, and I do. But I don't, my happiness doesn't come from getting things. My happiness is simply what's here all the time. So I enjoy whatever I get more. But what most people do is that we, we're programmed to believe that more is better, and we're living a consumer planet, we live on a consumer planet that's consuming itself, literally. Uh, the more we get into consumerism as a planet, the more we consume our natural resources, the more we produce greenhouse gases, the warmer the planet gets, the whole thing accelerates, and it's spiraling out of control, all based on the fact that most of us really don't feel happy or complete or content in this moment. But if you start out with feeling happy, complete, or content in this moment, then There'll be times where, yeah, you sure you want the new car, or you want the new stereo, or you want the whatever it is, the new house. But it's it's not an obsession. It's not something that you live for, because what happens is when you get the new car, it's it's great for until you get the 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 first pay uh, bill for your um, monthly payments. The mortgage. <laughs> By then, the, the 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 imagined happiness that you thought you were getting from the car is already worn off. And so, listen, before we run out of time, I know Byron has a couple more questions for you, so I want to give him an opportunity to fire sure. back at you. 
I, I in, in some quick answers to these to these four or five questions would be great because I, I sure. think it'd be fun to get them all in. Um, sure. Go for how it. many times a day do you think that someone should be laughing and smiling? <laughs> all day long, every day, and if they can if they can count them, they're not doing it enough. <laughs> <laughs> when I blow a fuse. Yes. What one thought should come into my head to put out this mental fire? Oh, just the, the, I think the easiest thought to put out the fire is simply allow it to burn for a second. Most of us, as soon as there's a f- apparent flame, we we try to stop it, and it's like trying to put out a fire with kerosene, and it, that doesn't seem to work too well. So if you just simply allow what you're feeling in this moment and let it go as best you can, the fire goes out all by itself. So so I should be thinking, be silent. And, and for how long should I be silent? Well, actually, well, be my colleagues around me stare at me. Because if you try to tell the mind <laughs> to shut up, it gets noisier. Uh, there's so many people out there trying to silence their minds, and most of the ones I've met like that have, have noisier minds than anyone else because... In addition to the fifty or sixty thousand thoughts that everybody is having all day long, they have a they have tens of thousands more that are judgments about how noisy their mind is and how they should shut it up and they should be doing something different than what it is in the moment. But if you simply allow yourself to be free with your mind, be free with your thinking, then it it gets quieter all by itself, and you appreciate the quiet that's in between every thought. There's a lot more quiet even when the mind's extremely busy and noisy. Should my role as a manager be to make sure my employees are happy? And if so, when they're not happy, what should I do? Well, you're, as a manager, what I recommend you do is two things. One is stay focused on the goal of your organization. Uh, It's great to have happy employees, and they'd certainly perform better. But as a manager, your job is to help your employees do their job better and help your team achieve your goals. Now, how if someone's unhappy, what you do is you listen to what it is they're going through and you provide as much support as you can. So, of course, you want your employees to be as happy as possible. But I don't think that's necessarily your, your first charge as a manager. Uh, if you get too concerned about keeping all your employees happy, you might take your eye off the organization's goals or your personal goals if it's your company. So happy employees certainly perform better, but that's not the be-all and the end-all. It's just one piece. We may be playing that back in our next company meeting, but here's another one. Um, <laughs> how can happiness be more in tune with envir- the environment's happiness? Have you thought a little bit about that? Well, oh, absolutely. Again, we've already kind of touched on that. When, when you are happy and content as you are in this moment, then you don't always have to be consuming. You don't always, you have, uh, what I find is that happy people tend to have a much smaller footprint. Uh, even they don't have to have the biggest and the best every second. And when they do have the biggest and the best, they enjoy it so much they don't have to run out and buy a new one 10 minutes later. So what happens, and also happy people, and people who are doing this Sedona Method process tend to also do whatever they can to support everyone else around them. And they also tend to do whatever they can to support the planet. If you go to Sedona.com, we have an article on givingness, giving without wanting anything back in return. And even though it's not good business necessarily, we recommend certain charities that we contribute to right 
in the in the beginning sales process, even before people have purchased anything from us. So many people end up just going off and contributing to some sort of organization to help the planet rather than buying anything from us. And we're fine with that. So what you'll find is the happier you are, the more you use this process, the Sedona Method and Let Go, the more you'll do things to help everyone and everything around you. And you don't have to force that to happen. It will happen naturally. And you won't feel like you're sacrificing. You won't feel like you have to give up what you have to help someone else or to help the planet. You'll find that there's always a win-win way to do it. Would you ever consider writing a Sedona Method synopsis for the environmental problems that face the world right now? <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I, I might consider doing that, but the, uh, th- did you finish the audio program? I think we sent you one. Did, did we send you an audio program? I didn't get through all of it. I, I did get one, yes. Okay, great. Well, we do address to, 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 to the end of it to see the good stuff the about the environment. At the end of the program. Uh, and it does address partially the environmental issue. Uh, but who knows? It might be something I write on. I write all the time. My final question and, uh, comes in as is, is a, is a question from my wife uh, in my relationship with my wife. Mm-hmm. Is there really a correlation between buying handbags and happiness? <laughs> if you think there is, there is. <laughs> she has convinced me of this, and I believe her. Because you know she what? tells me with this, whether with her heart and her soul. I understand, but you know what? If you are resisting that in her, it doesn't doesn't help her stop uh, buying handbags. <laughs> what I would recommend you do is support your wife in whatever it is you think makes her happy, and ha- and just be open to her doing the same thing with you, rather than try to correct. One of the problems that we all have in relationships is that we try to make our partners more like us, but that wouldn't that doesn't work. What makes relationships come alive is the fact that there are differences. There are things that are unique about our partner that are different than the way we are. And if we could allow our partner to be the way they are, they tend to allow us to be the way they are, and we're both happier. I call it being compelled to, to correct. <laughs> people well, are compelled to want to correct away other people. Use the it ends up being an essentially contested concept no matter right. what. <laughs> Bob, this has been a fascinating discussion. Really have enjoyed every minute of this. Melanie, any final thoughts before we need to sign off on here? Well, I think this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us, Hale. We appreciate it. And, oh, it's um, my pleasure. Once again, you can go to Sedona.com to get the free trial DVD, correct? Yes, DVD and a CD. All right, great. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today, and we will talk to you next week on Life Tips. Take care.